enables us to do all that we need to do. So that's our encouragement. So I ask you to just continue to read, continue to know this great God, and watch what he does. Get in your word. Take the extra book to, to, to kind of help guide us. But the word will speak to us, those scriptures, as we see who Jesus is. Amen and amen. Well, I'm excited about today. We're in our I series. Uh, this is the final week of our I Serve series. Our I Serve series. We talked the first week about I Serve the Path to Greatness. Secondly, we talked about loving you the right way. And then last week, we talked about sacrifice. But today, we're going to conclude with talking on the subject I Serve Successfully Sent. I Serve Successfully Sent. I'm going to go to our Bibles to the book of Exodus, the third chapter, Exodus chapter 3. We're going to begin at verse number 7. We were in the New Testament the last couple of weeks, but we're going to end here with a passage in Exodus, the Old Testament, chapter number 3, beginning at verse number 7. And we find these words, it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of my children of Israel has come to me. And I also have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Amen to the reading of his word. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this time. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for this, this message that you're giving us that we need to be servants of you. And so we speak now, Holy Spirit, that you have your way. Teach us, instruct us as only you can. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I serve successfully sent. The Lord really laid it on my heart that during this time, the church in particularly has to get back to the roots of the gospel, has to get back to the roots of the kingdom and principles that matter. Three things, walking with God really matters. Secondly, loving and serving people really matter. And we've got to be able to serve people the right way. It's going to differentiate us between those who are successful and those who are not is, is the level of service that we're able to provide in your family, uh, in your marriage, in your job situation, career situation. Going through what we're going through now, if we can't serve, we're not going to be able to succeed. So it's important that the body of Christ learns how to serve. Because every person that's on the planet has some desires. If we think about it, we all want to be known, and we all want to know others. We all want to feel like somebody knows me, and then I can get to know somebody else. 
we all want to be heard. Now, nobody likes to be in a situation where we feel like we have no voice and that we cannot be heard. We want to be able to hear others, but also to be heard ourselves. We want to be understood. You know, not only am I heard, but I'm also understood. I want, I want to know that somebody understands me. So it's imperative that we, we, we understand that people need this and that God is the one who's pursuing people. God is the one who pursues us. He doesn't uh, accidentally or haphazardly pursue us, but he pursues us to woo us to himself. And people need to understand that God is pursuing them, that God is for them, that God is about going after them and winning them to himself. People need to understand this. And people need to know that his spirit is moving in the earth realm, even today in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, that his spirit is still moving. People need to understand that angels are still being discharged on their behalf and helping situations to happen and to go forth. People need to understand that. People need to understand that there are people who are walking with God, who God is sending their way to send a message, to send love, to send hope, to, to serve them. People need to understand that. And I know that if you're like me, I want to be used of God. I, I want to be the hands of feet in Jesus, of Jesus in the earth realm. But I know how I am. I don't like to do something if I don't feel that I can be successful at it. And I don't know if I'm talking to anybody else, but some of us, we don't want to do stuff. We don't want to touch stuff. We don't want to take opportunities unless we feel that we can be successful. And today I'm here to encourage us that we can be successful in serving. We can be successful in being used by God if we allow him to simply use us. Somebody say, use me, God. If we allow God to use us and allow us to serve and serve in places where he sends us, we can be successfully sent. So when we get into our text in the book of Exodus, we find a man named Moses that God had called. But God calls him in a very unique time. See, Moses was in exile. Moses uh, was a wanted man. He was a fugitive. See, because we go back to the earlier chapter, in chapter 2 at Exodus, we see that Moses committed a sin. He had grown up, uh, he was a Hebrew, but he grew up uh, in the Egyptian culture because he was adopted, so to speak, by the Egyptians. But the Bible says when he came of age, he happened to see an experience of an Egyptian person that was mistreating a Hebrew. The Hebrews were slaves at the time. And so uh, they were mistreating a Hebrew, and it angered him. He wanted to do something about that. And so the Bible says that before he did something, he looked to his left and he looked to his right. And you know what I'm talking about. When you're getting ready to do something you're not supposed to do, you always look around to see if somebody's looking to make sure ain't nobody looking. The Bible says he looked to his left and he looked to his right, and then he killed the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. But how many know that your sin will find you out? And we've been living long enough to realize that your sin will find you out. And so he thought it hadn't been seen, but it was seen. Somebody saw it and was talking about it. And, and even Pharaoh heard about it. And so Pharaoh put a hit on Moses' head. So his, his adopted grandfather, so to speak, now has a hit on his head. And the Bible says that he leaves. He flees to Midian. And so the story goes that he, he got married in Midian and he was working for his father Jethro. And the Bible says that the Lord showed up after many years to Moses. And, and, a, and a burning bush. And so Moses was out there doing his job, tending to what he was tending to, and all of a sudden he sees a bush that's burning. But the bush was not being consumed. And so he goes over to see it, and then God begins to speak to him and says to him, as we heard, you know, I hear about the oppression of my people. I see what they're going through, and I'm getting ready to come down and do something about it. But then he says to Moses, I am going to send you to Pharaoh. And, and, and a Moses thing is like, well, you're going to send me? Who, who am I that you're going to send me? 
Let's pause right here and let's be honest. We hear the voice of God calling us to serve, and we say, who, who am I that, that you're going to send me? God, you, you, you got to understand that, you know, I got some issues. Can I talk to somebody in here? We, we, we got some, I got some issues. I, I hear you talking about serving my wife and serving my family, but I got issues. I'm not really a good husband. Let's just be honest. If, you, if, if I'm naked and transparent with you, I'm a terrible husband. You know, I cuss when I shouldn't be cussing at my wife. I, I say some stuff in my house. Trust me, you don't want me to be able to do this. I don't know if you realize this, God, but I've got a record. I, I've, I've spent some time locked up. I, I, I've been in prison. You know, you, you don't really want me to do this because, you know, I have a past. I have a history. I haven't always been what you may think. I know you might, I may look good in this moment, but uh, I've got some issues, God. You know, God, I'm shy. I don't like talking in front of people. I don't like meeting new people. You know, I've got some issues. We all got some issues and some reasons about why we think God does not want to use us. Who am I that I should go and serve? Some of us, you know, we, we ain't perfect. You know, we still got some sin issues going on in our life. Can I talk to, to, to anybody? You know, we still do some stuff that we shouldn't be doing. We still watch some stuff we shouldn't be watching. And you talk about God is calling me to serve and to be a servant of him. But yeah, woo, if you knew where I was two weeks ago, you might not want, you might not really want me to be serving because I'm like Paul. I'm the chief of sinners. You know, some of us, we got our little testimony about our sin. We maybe dabbled in this, but I don't dabble in it at all. If you can claim it and name it, I I've done it. That's how some of us are. Some of us are saying to ourselves, I'm too young, man. I'm only 16 years old. I'm only 18 years old. What do I know? I'm not ready for this. But God calls us to serve. Major point I want to make here is we can succeed because God knows who he's calling. We can succeed because God knows who he is calling. Remind us of Psalms 103 verse number 14 says this, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. In other words, the, the, the artist, the writer is saying this. He says, he knows our frame. He knows that we're dust. He, he knows what we are made of. He knows what our history is. He, he knows what our issues are. He, he knows what our insecurities are, but yet he still calls us to serve. Right before that in the verse, he says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so is my mercy toward you. In other words, just how expansive the distance is between heaven and earth, that's how expansive uh, my mercy is towards you so that he's merciful even in our brokenness, even in our messed upness, even when we do wrong, when we know we shouldn't be do wrong and we still do wrong anyway, he's still merciful to us. He knows who he's calling. He knows that we are dust. And I like this part. He says, as far as the east is from the west, so he removes our transgressions from us. And I don't know if you realize this, but the east and the west never meet. So in other words, when God forgives you, he forgives you. He's not bringing it up. He's not remembering it. He's not holding it against you. He's not saying, well, you have a record. I cannot use you. God is going to use you. As, as, as far as the East is from the West. He doesn't remember anymore. So I'm grateful today because I know that I've been forgiven. I, I have some issues. I've got some mistakes that I make. But if I confess my sin, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I want to encourage somebody today that God knows who you are. He, he knows your frame. He knows the hair on your head or the lack of hair on your head. As my case, he knows where you come from. He knows what zip code you're living in. He knows the, what the 
income status you have. He knows what you've been through. He knows what abuse you've suffered. He knows how you think in your mind. He knows how you got ADD, ADHD, or whatever you want to call it. He knows all of that. He knows if you think you're on the spectrum or on the spectrum. He knows all of that. He's not worried about that. He's not concerned about that. He knows who he's calling. He knows that we're dust. He knows what we're made of, but yet he still calls us to serve. We've got to understand, beloved, that our issues are not an excuse to keep sinning, nor are they an excuse not to serve. It doesn't matter the issues because it's not us who's doing it. See, God said, I'm coming down to see about my people. We got to realize that it's not us who's doing it, but it's God who's going to be working through us in our service that's doing the work. And we've got to be grateful to God that he gives us the privilege to be able to be co-laborers with him. It's, it's not our job to do. It's just our job to be obedient, but God will work through us. Somebody say, God will work through me. God will work through me. Tell your person at your house, say, God will work through you. God will work through you. Our issues are not an excuse not to serve. Next major point here is that God knows our end from our beginning. God knows our end from our beginning. See, when we look at Moses here, we understand, and many of us in the, who've been in the church have heard the story of Moses. He was born into the world, but there was a decree that says to kill every child, Hebrew child, that was born, every male. And so he was born, he was born under a death sentence that, hey, if he's a Hebrew male, kill him, don't let him live. But the Bible says his mother saw that he was a good child and wanted to keep him, so she, she tried to preserve him by wrapping him up in a blanket and putting him in a basket and putting him in the water. And the story goes on that Pharaoh's daughter went out and was doing something by the water and happened to see something moving and saw him. And so she sent her servants out, the Hebrew servants, to go see what it was. And they found that it was a baby. And she got attached to the baby and said, we want to keep this baby and raise this baby. So she gave the baby baby to the Hebrew servants who happened to be his mother to raise him. So see, God fixed his beginning, right? So that he could be preserved. And I'm here to encourage somebody today that you're here for a reason. God preserved you. You're still breathing today because he preserved you. You're still living through COVID-19 because he's preserving you. But the great thing about this is that God didn't birth Moses in, in, into the world for no reason. He birthed him for an end. See, God knew his end from his beginning. Let's look, look at what scripture has to say. Isaiah 46 and 10 says this, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. In other words, God is saying this, I see the end of a thing, at the very beginning of a thing. I see the end of a thing at the beginning of the thing. And whatever I see at the end, whatever I choose to do, whatever my counsel says I'm going to do, that is exactly what I'm going to do. And that's good news for some of us because God knows our end. Not only does he know what we're made of, he knows where he's taking, he's taking us. See, God knows where he's taking us, and he knows where he's taking those that we are serving. It's so important that we've got to understand this concept because God sees something from its end and then brings it to its beginning. See, too often in life, we judge people, right? And we judge their end 
Am I talking to somebody? Sometimes we don't think people are worthy of being serviced because they're not really worth the while. Some of us may have been on the other end of that. People didn't want to love us or people didn't want to care for us because they didn't think that we were worth it. They didn't think that we would turn out to be anything. And we've got to understand it. We've got to rebuke that devil in Jesus' name. We've got to bind up that spirit in Jesus' name. We can't anticipate or, or determine somebody's end. You don't know who that person is going to be. You may be ministering to the next president of the United States. You may be ministering to to the person that comes up with a cure for cancer. We can't sit there and determine what people's end are by the way that they look, by what they've been through, whether they've been locked up or not, whether they've been on drugs or not, whether they were a prostitute or not. We can't determine who's worth effort and who's not worth effort because we think of their end. We've got to realize that when God sends us to serve somebody, he sends us to serve them faithfully in the time and space that he's given us with them. In other words, I don't know where your final destination is, but God does. But in this time that God has given me, I've got to serve. You don't know how long you're going to be on that job, but while you're on that job, you need to serve and to serve faithfully. You don't know how long this relationship's going to be or where the relationship's going, but you need to understand while I'm here, I've got to be here to serve and to serve faithfully. We've got to understand that we don't know people's end, but God knows their end. See, God knows where he's taking them. He told Moses, listen, these people are in bondage, but I'm taking them to a place that's flowing where with milk and honey. How many realize that God's got good plans for us? God doesn't want us to be broke up and jacked up. He'll let us stay there for a season, but he knows that he's taking us someplace better. And I'm here to encourage somebody today that God has an end for you, and it's not in the broken place that you may be in today. That God is going to take you somewhere. He's going to take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. He's going to take you to an expression that looks different than what you're experiencing. But you need some service in order to get there. God had to send Moses there to serve them to get them there. And it wasn't about that their broken place right then, but it was about their end. God had an end for them. He knew where he was taking them. He was to a better place. It was to a wealthy place. It's to a place where he could reign and rule with them. We've got to understand that. Even Moses himself Moses, like I said, was born for a reason, and you were born for a reason, and God knows your end. God knows what he's going to do with you. Moses ended up making some mistakes later on, and he ended up dying, but the Bible says that God buried him on a mountaintop, and the people didn't even know where he was. And so, in other words, he was in God's hands, and I'm here to tell somebody today that you're in God's hands. And so, as you serve, you can't worry about necessarily your end. You've just got to serve faithfully and trust God with your end, because he knows where he He's taking you. That's why I'm reminded of Philippians 1 and 6 that says this, being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so the good news for us today is this, is that if God has started something, if God has birthed something, that he's going to complete it in, in you. That means that there is an end. In other words, if you've begun, <laughs> that there must be an ending. <laughs> see, if you've gone through the birth pains, you see, if, if you've gone through through the canal of the hurt and, and all the issues that you got to go through in order to get out. I remember when I had my, my wife had our first child, I didn't know what it looked like. But when you're watching that process go through in person, it'll really mess you up. It'll really do something to you. It's a beautiful thing, but that thing is a hurt thing. That thing is a nasty thing. And you watch the baby and the head come out and boop. 
and the head don't pop out and they twisting their body and, and all this stuff that you going on. Just the process of being born in and of itself is something to imagine. And just think about where you are. God has you. Yes, your business has started, but you may be going through some issues right now, but it started. It was birthed, see, because God had birthed something in you. He, he placed a vision in your heart. Your ministry may not be where you think it ought to be, but it's been birthed. It, it's, it's been started. God has begun something. And if something starts, that means God has an end for it. And I can't tell you exactly what that end is going to be. I can't prophesy that you're going to be a millionaire. I can't prophesy that your ministry is going to have 20,000 people. But what I will say is that if God birthed it, he's going to take it to where it's expected end is going to be. And so we've got to be willing to go for the ride. We've got to go through this thing. We've got to be willing to go through the process. Somebody ought to be glad and just say, I am here. God birthed me. I've got breath in my body. I've got air to breathe. I've got blood running in my veins. I am here and I'm unapologetically here because God gave me a start. I may have a beautiful testimony of how I got started, but I know I'm going somewhere. Somebody ought to be glad today that God is taking me to an end because he knows my end. This is the God that we serve. He knows our end. He knows where he's taking us, and he just wants us to serve. Somebody's grateful today. Somebody's grateful today. <laughs> I'm, I, I started this thing, <laughs> and so it's going to finish because God will finish this thing. I'm just glad to be here. I told you this. It's, nobody expected this to happen in the start of 2020, but it is what it is. But God knows the end. It's, it's just, I'm saying, he knows what he's taking us even through this COVID situation. It may look bad, but don't go by what it looks like. You got to trust God. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. Don't go by what it looks like. Know that there's an end point that God has specifically designed for you. <laughs> it's good news. God knows what we're made of. He knows our end and why he calls us. As we transition, we see Moses. He's, he's, he, he, he's, he's looking with God and like, God, uh, yeah, man, who am I? Who am I? But we got to understand that God is with us. I, I, I'm reminded of an experience I went through when I was in college, 18-year-old guy, you know, down in college. And I don't know if you've been in this situation, but there was a girl I was trying to pursue. And I wanted a relationship with her. And, you know, she liked me, sort of, but didn't quite want the same relationship that I wanted, if you know what I'm talking about. And when you're a person like me, you know, I, I've always felt that I could get what I wanted to get. But God will put you in some situations where you can't get what you want to get. <laughs> no, no matter what you do, you try your, you put your best moves on. Talk to me, somebody. You, you, you take out your, your, your best self, and it seems like your best self still ain't working. <laughs> I wish I could get a witness, somebody that wasn't embarrassed enough to understand, to admit that they know what, exactly what I'm talking about. I was putting my best foot forward, and, and it wasn't working. It, it would, it, and it would mess me up because I would go to her dorm over here, and I'd spend some time with her, and I'd walk across the field. Now, this is a while ago, so there weren't any cell phones and stuff at this time. But I'd be walking back to my dorm, and then by the time I got home five minutes later, my roommate would say, well, she just called you. Well, I was just with her. 
So, so why are you calling me? And I'm confused because I'm trying to go here with you, but you're hesitant about going there with me, and so we're not there, but then I'm five minutes away from you, and you're calling me. I'm confused. And this goes on for months. Now, you imagine you're going through this for months, not just one month, two months, three months, about four months. I'm going through this situation, and I'm about ready to give up. So I'm in my, in my room doing what I always do. I stay in the dark. I like being in the dark by myself, laying on my bed, putting my feet up on the wall. And I remember doing this saying, I'm about to give this thing up. It's messing me up. My grades aren't where they should be. Come on, somebody. I, I, it's got me distracted with all these different things. And I'm doing my very best. I failed. I, I, I just can't make it work. And I heard, I, I'm serious. I, I literally heard audibly in my spirit, God say this. Are you willing to let me do this now? I said, what? <laughs> he said, are you willing to let me do this now? <laughs> and that night in my dorm said, God, if this is going to be, you do it. And from that moment, the relationship changed and flipped completely. It accelerated and went to a place and we have a beautiful friendship. My point is this, that we got to realize that it's not us who do it, but it's God who does it. And God is the one that is with us. He says in verse 8, God says, I see the oppression of my people and I am coming down to do something about it. But he didn't say, you know, if this is your assignment or your job, he says, I'm sending you on my behalf, but I'm the one that's coming down to do something about it. And I've got to remind us, it's not us that's doing it, but it's God is the one that's doing it. See, see, Tony thought he was doing it in all his glory and all his charm and all his smile that he got over in life all this time, but realized that all my glory and all my charm was simply not sufficient to do the things that God was calling me to do. But I had to yield to, to him and remember that he's the one, not me, but he's the one that's doing this. He is the one that's actually working on your wife. Can I talk to a husband in here, somebody? He's the one that's actually working on your husband. He's the one that's working on your children. He's the one that's trying to do something for your friend. He's the one that's trying to do something in the life of your church. He's the one doing something in the life of your ministry. He's the one that's doing something in your business. He's the one that's doing something on your job. It's, it's his work. He's come down. He's seen what's going on. He's concerned about what's going on and he's purposed in his mind and his heart to do something about it. But the good news, he says, I'm going to send you to be an instrument to help me to accomplish my will in the earth. Somebody say God is with us. Major point here, we can succeed if we trust the God who sends us. We can succeed if we trust the God who sends us. See, we got to remember, for some of us who've been saved for a while, the God who actually saves us. Because sometimes we forget. See, that's why God showed up in a burning bush, because you'll never forget the burning bush. <laughs> See, Moses, all his life, will never forget, I met God. You see, it wasn't about young people. I went to church, and we grew up, and we was under dance ministry, and we sang in the choir. And I know the God of my parents. I know the God of my grandparents. I get all that. But have you met God for yourself? See, this is the difference. It's that God is taking a generation that knows him for themselves. And I mean young generation. I don't care, 16, 17, 18, you can know God for your own self. It's not dad's a pastor or mom was a missionary or dad was a deacon. Grandma. I, that's wonderful and it's true and it's meaningful, but do you know God for yourself? Because when God sends us places to serve, we got to remember the God who called us to serve. Not the God of grandparents 
granddaddy and, and, and whatever he called them. But if you're going to go into some places, you got to know that God has called you. You got to have your own experience that, that you can look back and say, I remember that day in worship where God spoke to my heart. It wasn't somebody else's heart, but it was my heart. I remember that day when the word was going forth. I heard that message for myself. I heard God saying, come to me, my child. I am calling you, my child. I desire to use you. I see you. I understand you. I know who you are. I've, I've called you by name. See, when God heard it from you. <laughs> we got to trust that God. Isaiah 55, 11. He says this, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. In other words, God said, just like the rain and the snow come down on the earth and they water the earth and bring it the harvest that it does, so is my word when I send it. So when God says, when I send my word somewhere, when I'm sending my word to your wife, when I'm sending my word to your employer, when I'm sending my word to your husband, your job, whatever the situation, it will accomplish everything that I intend for it to accomplish. And the good news for us is that if that God is using us in what he's trying to accomplish, if it prospers, then we will prosper. Come on, somebody, because if we're an instrument that God is using to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, he says, if I, I don't send stuff where it doesn't do what I told it to do, whatever I send, trust me, it will succeed. Whatever I send, there's no deal in hell, there's no resistance, there's no obstacle, there's no challenge, there's no issue, racism, <laughs> welfare, you, demonic influence from the very pits of hell cannot stop God from doing what God is going to do. If he sent it, <laughs> what God sends will succeed. <laughs> That I sent my word and it will prosper. If we are part of the process, we too will prosper with it. We got to trust the God. This is the God who's sending us. Secondly, we've got to trust the message he is sending. Too often times when God sends us to serve and to be in a place, we question the message. We can be like Jonah. We might not want to get the message to this certain people group or whatever the case may be, but we've got to trust the message that God is sending us with. It's not always about a verbal message that God calls us to serve with, but our actions speak louder than words. Somebody say actions speak louder than words. It's what we do. You're simply showing up. To serve sends a message. <laughs> you see, see, you're showing up to serve because the person could be in desperation. You, you, you got to hear what I'm saying. There's somebody say, that has nothing to eat in their refrigerator. I mean, I mean, nothing, nothing in their cabinet, nothing in their refrigerator, and you simply showing up or with a phone call saying that, that, that the Lord is directing me to, to get you some groceries. You, you don't know the message that that is sending. <laughs> see, God is sending them a message that I see you. And even though life may be difficult right now, I see you. I, I know where you are. You, you've been praying and I've heard you. The poverty that's, that's causing some pain in your life, I hear it. And I'm, I'm sending myself, I'm sending my word to you. You're simply showing up. Your, your husband or your wife, just, just taking a position that I'm going to be a better husband this year and, I, and I'm going to love my wife. That's answered prayer. That means that God is hearing and he's sending. There, there are wives all over the world that should be saying, 
you know, I don't know, but my husband is changing and, and God's doing some things that he's washing some dishes or he's helping with the children or he, he's hugging me more on a daily basis or whatever the case may be. Whatever God is sending you to serve, you serving it sends a message. And it's not the message that you're a good man or you're the perfect husband. The message is that God loves you and that God sees you and he cares about you. Our serving is the conduit for the message God is sending. We're the conduit for the message God is sending. When Moses showed up to the people, he was answered prayer. He says, I hear you. I see you. God says, I'm coming for you. That's hope for somebody. That means that I can get up out of this. <laughs> see, the Egyptians realized that, so, oh, what? We, we, we have some hope for deliverance? <laughs> that means we don't have to have these whips on our back much longer, that, that we can get up out of this situation. They didn't realize what they were going to have to go through in order to get there, but at least they realized that they had some hope, that, that somebody was thinking about them, and that somebody thinking about them was God. And God had sent somebody. God had sent a servant. God had sent somebody to help them to be delivered from the hand of the enemy. You're showing up matters. You're serving matters. You're being there matters. It's hope. It's, it's restoration. It's deliverance. Not that you can provide it, but that God himself is providing. I serve. I serve. Finally, there's something. Don't, don't worry about the reaction of the people you're serving. Come on and hear somebody. <laughs> you know that when you're trying to serve some people, people Sometimes they, they get a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not always receiving your service, if you know what I'm talking about. See, especially if you haven't been a good server in the past. See, see, Moses was an exile from the place he was going right back to. He had a hit on his head, but now he's going to show up. Even though it was years later, he shows up in a place that he was still FBI's most wanted. He, he, there were still posters about him. Showing, and now he got to show up in a place. And sometimes when you haven't been good in the past, people are a little skeptical of you when you show up. But I'm here to encourage you. You got to be willing to serve through the rejection. See, because when you're serving people that you know, they know you. <laughs> and, and, and they know some of the issues that you may have, but you still got to serve anyway. <laughs> they may say, well, he just being phony. He just, he just trying to get in good or, or whatever the case is. But you got to push past that and you've got to still serve in obedience to God. You got to serve through the rejection. Even when people that you don't know when you try to serve them, sometimes people are nasty to you. And then and then and then try to be this, that, whatever. We've got to continue to serve. Don't worry about it. That's why he told Jeremiah, don't worry about the, their faces. Don't, don't even look at their faces and how they respond because you got to take the message and serve anyway when people do not respond well. He told Jeremiah 178, he says, but the Lord says to me, do not say I am a youth. For you shall go to all whom I send you and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, say of the Lord. And so we got to get delivered from being turned off by some nasty faces. <laughs> so, so when we serve, people are going to give us some faces, but we got to still serve anyway because God is with us. God is with us. He's the one who's doing it. That's what he told Moses. Certainly. He told Moses, Exodus chapter 3, he said, certainly, not maybe or perhaps. He said, certainly. I will be with you. Certainly, ain't that like God? I'm going to send you, but I'm going to go with you. <laughs> you see, that's, that, that's some good news. I'm going to send you, but I'm going to be with you. 
You're, you're the one that's going to be sad, but don't worry, I'm going to be right there with you. <laughs> I'm going to be right there with you. Just like a child or a child learning how to ride their bike, when their parent lets them up by themselves, they, they run alongside, right? So they got to remember that mommy and daddy's right there. Even though you, you may fall, you may wobble some, but, but he's right there with you. Daddy's right there with you. And then you're going through. You may have to serve in some places, but God is right there with you. He is with us. He is with us. He is with us. God always accompanies us. He accompanied Moses. He said, certainly I'm with you. He accompanied Jesus. We got to remember our G- Lord Jesus in John 17, he said this, Father, I am in you and you are in me. Ain't that some good news? He knew that God was right there with him. He knew that he didn't have to go anywhere to find God. It wasn't, you know, can I look for him? Can I dial him up? You know, it, Mr. Telephone Man, something wrong with my line. You know, when I dial up God, I get in the click. I can't get through. He didn't have to worry about cell phone service. He knew that he's right here. He is right here on the inside. All I got to do is talk and he hears me. He already knows. That's what the Bible says. He knows what we're thinking before we even say it. That's how near God is to us. We got to remember Stephen. Stephen was sent somewhere in the book of Acts. He was sent to, to he was preaching a message and, and the Bible says that he actually got stoned to death. And I've told you that was his end, but there wasn't a, a, a disastrous end. It was a beautiful win because he said, I looked up and I saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the father, that Jesus is exactly where he said he was going to be. And he was there to receive my spirit. So no matter what we go through, God is always with us. He shows up in unique ways. And, and even in this COVID-19 season, I'm here to encourage you that God is showing up in unique ways. As I'm pastoring in this season, God is sending people to us in unique ways. People are rising up and doing things. And I, I, it encourages my heart because I realize that I'm not in this by myself. I could look like, God, you don't set me up. God, you, you don't put me into this thing. 2020, here you pastor. Now, here you go. Boom. COVID-19 ain't no members. You preaching to a whole bunch of empty chairs. You don't know how many people watching. Your, your people got to hurry up to get stuff live streaming and all this and you got a new musician on board and you got all this stuff but guess what God is faithful I love my new musician he off the chain I love what God is doing I love what I see Lenik doing I love what other people are doing because God is raising up people God says I got this thing see I'm sending you who you need to have I don't care if it's COVID-19 or whatever pandemic epidemic whatever that you need God is going to be there for you some of you are thinking I don't know how my business is going to be but guess what God will bring finance to you what is the government us issue or whatever the case may be God will bring what you need in the midst of the time in which you need it we got to be realized that we don't have to have a whole lot of money we just need money when we need it come on in here somebody when the rent is due we need to have the rent money that, that that's all we need whether I got stacks of cash laid up I would love to have stacks of cash laid up but even if I don't it doesn't change the goodness of who God is because what I need to do it as long as he supplies he's right Right there with me and I'm here to encourage somebody that he's showing up in your life in some very tangible ways he's showing up in your academic endeavors he's showing up in your schoolwork he's showing up on your job he's showing up and providing some stuff for you to let you know that I'm with you girl I'm with your child I'm with your daughter I'm with your son I haven't forgotten about you I never leave you nor forsake you here it is you might have had to wait because I gotta teach you patience I gotta let you go through some things to understand let you understand that I am God. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm the God that can do all things. You thought it was impossible. You thought that you might go down, but I had to show you that I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than depression. I'm bigger than oppression. I'm bigger than a, I'm bigger than what you thought I was. I let you go through what you're going through so that I can show you who I am.
am, but I haven't forgotten about you. I'm not too busy. I'm not over here working with this one and that one that I'm going to let you slide off the table. I know exactly where you are. When you think you're out the way, I'm going to put my hand and bring you right on back. When you think that you would fall, you thought you was going to slip, I'm going to bring you right on back. Did you forget that Jesus prayed for you? That your faith don't fail? I don't care who you are. If you are a believer, he's already prayed for you. You're not going to fail. His prayer is going to keep you. That your faith don't fail you. That your faith don't leave you. That you're still faithful because God is faithful to you. He is with us. I'm out of time. I got to go. I know you're watching this screen. I know you're getting a little sleepy, so I got to get you back to what God is doing here. But I got to close this thing. He says, God, I don't know if you can send me, but God says this, and I'm closing. He says this right here. He says, you will know that I have sent you. This is the evidence that I've sent you, that when you have brought the people up out of Egypt, you will worship me on this mountain. <laughs> Woo! That, that, that'll preach right there in and of itself. <laughs> in other words, he says that you know that you've been successful, but at the end of the thing, you and I will be together. <laughs> so you, you and I will be together. We got to realize that serving people, right, brings us closer to God. <laughs> when we serve people, we get closer to God. I don't know about you, but when you've ever served somebody and served somebody well, you feel good, right? You, you, there's a God kind of, you feel like you've done something. You feel like you've accomplished something because you're right there where God wants you to be. You're right where he is. That's what he told Moses. You'll know that, that, that you've been successful and that I've sent you when, when we're on this mountain worshiping God. When you're on this mountain close to God. When you're on this mountain realizing that he is bigger than what I thought. That he's a, Think about it. We were slaves in 400 years in this place and he done brought us out into freedom to worship God. Come on, somebody. Oh, that's a marvelous thing. You thought that your marriage was getting ready to go down, that y'all would get divorced and it would never happened but when you started serving God brought you to a wealthy place and now that you're lifting hands in your living room watching what's happening on ICOG and you're sitting there going before God you realize it was only God who did that when your children are, are on the wayside but God brought them back he brought them to a place where they're living their purpose you realize it was only God and that brings you closer to God but it was your service it was you you laying before the altar it was you calling them up it was you sending them money on occasion to get them through it was your service that brought you to that place. And I'm here just to encourage somebody that we're going to experience God on this mountaintop. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, Father, in John 17, he said, Father, I've done what you've asked me to do. Now, take, give me the glory that I had. Give me the glory with you. And that's what we want. We want to serve so well that we get to experience the glory of God, that God is with us, that we know that he's with us. Not a bragging rights for ourselves that we can put on a bulletin board about all of our great service. No, but that we can be with God because when we serve God shows up God allows us to experience him in greater ways because now you're acting like me now now you're representing me now I'm gonna take care come on somebody every good employer takes care of their employees that's what good employers do and so when God employs us in his service and we do well he says well done well done well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's what he takes care of us, that we've been successfully sent. Job successful. Job complete. God, I did what you asked me to do. Now give me the glory of your presence. Give me the glory of honor. Give me the glory of knowing you in such a great... That's my payday. That's my payoff that I can worship God on this fountain, that I know him better today than I knew him yesterday. They're blessed. I'm blessed. God is good all the time, all the time, God is good.
Glory to God. Successfully said, you can be successful. God knows who you are, but he's still sending you. You can be successful. He's with you every step of the way. You can be successful because he that started something in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. We've got some successful servants, some people sent by God to do a mighty work in 2020 to see lives change, to see relationships change, to see families change, to see ministries change, to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. I see it. We're serving. We're serving. We're serving. I want to wrap up the last couple of things that I got to do. But here it is. It was our heart after this I series, I serve series, that we were going to do something called Serve Saturday on this next coming Saturday. We wanted to serve our community. We, we were going to have a baby shower for some expected mothers here on our church campus. We were going to be washing mothers' uh, cars, single mothers' cars, and we were going to be doing some things for them. We were going to do a pop-up store in some neighborhoods in the community. We wanted to bring clothes. We wanted to bring food. We just wanted to serve. And this was an opportunity for everybody in the body of Christ to serve, to, to onboard, to say, yeah, I'll give an hour. I'll give two hours to participate because hearing a message is not good enough. We don't grow just by hearing a message. We grow by putting the word into action. And so we want to be a church that serves and we want to serve well, not just serve ourselves, but serve our community and let people know that God is pursuing them. When we show up with food that people need, it lets them know God is pursuing them. When we show up with clothes that people need, it lets them know God is pursuing them. But God has a sense of humor. He says, well, it ain't going to happen right now. But guess what? We're still going to serve. There's some things that we're going to do virtually to be able to help during this COVID-19 season. And we're going to roll them out one initiative at a time, one week at a time. Uh, the first one will be about making masks because we know masks are still needed. And our homeless community needs masks. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to be able to make some masks. So next week, you're going to see all the detailed information. But there's going to be something that we can all do to help serve during this time. Because we don't want to lose this opportunity by hearing a great sermon series, but not putting it into action and growing ourselves. We want to serve. We want the community to know that Jesus loves them. So I'm just praying as you get this information, we're going to roll it out, but I'm just letting you know that it's coming. We are still going to serve. It's virtually. Everything is going to be social distance. Everything is going to be space. It's stuff that you can do in your own home. You don't even have to really leave your house, but we are still going to to serve, because that's what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. I'm looking forward to it. You'll get more on that next week. You can see more on the screen as they come. But we are going to serve. Amen. Amen. Somebody that does not know Jesus, I don't want to forget this. This is the most important time of our service. If you don't know the Lord, you've never confessed Christ as your Savior. You never said to yourself and realized that, hey, you know what? I'm a sinner. I've missed God's mark. But I realized today that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. If you want to give your life to the Lord, you want to yield your life, repent of your sin, and give your life to the Lord, I ask that you say this prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner, but I realize that you came and died on the cross for my sin. Forgive me of my sin. And come into my life as Lord of my life. 
I love you, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. And I thank you for my salvation, for I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved today. We believe that you'll be translated into the kingdom of his dear son. There's some information that may come on the screen of how you can reach out to us. Let us know that, hey, I gave my life to the Lord. If there's somebody you know that's a believer, somebody that's already walking with God, let them know. Say, hey, I gave my life to the Lord. Can you help walk with me? For those who may be looking for a church home, when you hear God saying, this is the place. Somebody joined last week. God bless you. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you in person. But we know and we thank God that you're joining this local fellowship. There's people God is calling saying, this is the place. You can still join virtually. There's going to be information that's coming up that you just follow that information and let us know that, hey, I want to join the church. And we will reach out to you and get you started in being a member of this local fellowship. We appreciate you. We know, we know you're there. We know you're there. We see you. We love you. And God continue to bless you. Last thing today, we want to take up our offering. God is faithful. <laughs> God is faithful. He's keeping us. He's working miracles and there are testimonies of people financially God is blessing them even during this season. And so we want to get our tithes and our offerings. If you giving electronically, we thank you. The, the, the information is on the screen. Um, electronically works for us. That it helps us to process things smoother. But if you're still sending it in, we're still here to receive uh, your tithes and your offerings. But we want to be faithful to God because God is faithful to us. We trust him with our finances. I say this all the time. Money does not rule us. We tell our money where to go. But we trust God with our finances because we believe that as we sow into his kingdom he gives back to us and he protects us i never say anything bad will never happen to us or we don't have challenges but when we're faithful to give to him and honor him and we take good care and good stewardship of what he gives us you'll see that god is is, is a keeper in our finances let's pray over our offering father we bless you and we thank you god for the gift of who you are we thank you for your supply that you've given us, you've given us increase, Lord, and we give back to you as you've commanded us to do. And we're so thankful for that, God. So bless it. Bless those that give. Meet every need. God, I declare in Jesus' name that you'll protect us from the devourer. There'll be no leader lack in anybody in the body of Christ. And where there's help needed, we will help because you've given us provision to do so. And we thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. If you need us, reach out to us. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night. Remember, you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and more than a conqueror because of him that loved you. God bless you.